Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer's Sermon Podcast. The readings appointed for this sermon are from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, and chapter 3, verse 1 through 7, Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 5, verse 12 through 19, the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 4, verse 1 through 11, and Psalm 32. Open our minds warm our hearts, but also bend our wills, for we seek to hear your word. Amen. Well, it is now day five in this season of Lent, and some of you are well into the throes of sugar deprivation, caffeine headaches, and a general overall mourning about the depths of the human condition. And some of you walked into the great litany like, what is going on? Oh, oh, it's Lent? Oh, it's Lent. Already again. And in case you missed the chance to give up something meaningful in this season of fasting, This morning, I'd like to propose a communal fast. This year, I propose we give up gambling. If you've been paying attention at all, you've seen countless news articles and heard multiple NPR segments on the risk of the rise of risky betting in our society, and the all-too-easy push-button, soul-crushing wagers that have been sounding, sending countless Americans into the dark depths of debt, not easily traversed by us human people. But I'm not talking about that kind of gambling, though it's probably a worthy fast. I'm not talking about internet gambling, or lottery tickets, or one of you who I know made a $5 bet on the odds that both Kelsey brothers would score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. What I'm talking about is more of an eschatological dilemma, one we face every day as human people people who recognize that there are forces much greater than ourselves at work in the world. Forces that we both contend and collaborate with on a regular basis. What I'm talking about is a wager between life and death. Over the next six weeks, we will attempt to focus our sermons on the epistle lessons, these letters from Paul. And if you need to look in your bulletin and reread Romans one more time, I wouldn't blame you. On the surface, it's quite complicated and a little convoluted. And it's Paul's one of Paul's first letters to the early church about the existence of good and evil, 
the bad and the ugly and the wonderful parts of being a Christian in this world. And today's letter is the introduction of the problem of sin, a reality of life that will both cause and, that we both cause and suffer from time to time. A system of evil present for us from the first chapter of Genesis all the way through the Gospels, from the fall to the cross, from then until now. If we acknowledge that sin exists, we're halfway there. But I think one of our greatest temptations of sin is probably to ignore its existence altogether. As someone who grew up in the Episcopal Church, I'd say that this stance was a good 80% of my Christian formation. Don't look at that. Don't think about that. Don't acknowledge all the hard stuff, the discomfort, the easy and difficult things that require an amendment of life from us. Don't look at the devil. But the more mature I grow in my faith, the more I am convinced that the only way to trample down the devil underfoot, like we said in our litany, is to look Satan right in the face and say to the spiritual forces of wickedness, I see you, Satan, and I raise you 20. <laughs> Today in Paul's letter to the Romans, we are presented with two diametrically opposed realities of human life as we know it. On one side, we have sin, brought about by Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. The wanting to be like God, knowing good and evil. And we hear that this way brings death. And on the other side, we have Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, the giver of grace and life and love. On this side is life. For a long time, I viewed these two divergent certainties as separate conundrums that I myself stood in the middle of and dabbled in each some of the time. But after years of contending with the two, I realize that they're not actually separate currencies, but two sides of the same coin. Two sides of our true human condition. painfully captivated by revenge, dishonesty, and self-centeredness on the one side, and at the same time capable of immeasurable good and loving kindness 
and fortitude for the way ahead. Rooted in our deepest longing to be in loving relationship with our creator. The truth of who we are is sin and righteousness fused together in form and function, but wholly committed to different currencies. If we're talking about gambling, Satan puts his wager on death, and God is betting on life. Did you know that flipping a coin isn't actually a 50-50 chance? I looked it up on on Google. It's true. (laughs) Flipping a coin isn't actually 50-50. Countless studies have apparently been done on this and shown that a traditional coin cost performed by mere amateurs like you guys a U.S. quarter dollar actually lands face up about 51% of the time. But there's hope. Skilled practitioners, expert coin tossers, this is a real thing, they have increased the odds by an astounding margin by skillfully training their hands to flip a coin such that it can land face up 68% of the time. Our daily lives can feel like a coin toss. Never really know what you're going to get. Sometimes things are going swimmingly and you have no idea why. And other times, life is a total disaster. Even though you're working your butt off to make sure everything goes according to plan. This Lent, I want you to consider giving up the gamble of the coin toss and using some of your time and energy to hone the craft, to train your hands and hearts and minds to get it right most of the time. Life doesn't have to be a gamble. We don't have to go on believing that it's all completely left up to chance, when in fact, the odds are almost always in God's favor. Look at these next days as an opportunity to believe that God's grace will show up for you, even when you least expect it that God's grace will show up and you will find yourself face up most of the time.
You might go through some difficult times in these next 40 days and find yourself in that place of self-loathing where you wouldn't bet on yourself for anything. And when you feel like that, just know that there's someone who truly and wholly believes in you. And he was willing to bet his life on it. Amen.